Hello, <clears throat> this is John. My voice is a little bit uh, different, kind of, I'm not sick now very much, but I've been a little bit under the weather, and uh, so, if pardon that and what we're chatting, but here with Jake. Uh, what up? Yeah, buddy, catching up a little bit. Um, <clears throat> it's been a while, but uh, wanted to, uh, we were together getting ready for a shoot and wanted to chat a little bit, so we had some, a lot of things going on, NRL, uh, officially over. Going to focus on the NRL Hunter side of things. Um, you had just shot the championship. Yep. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Talk about, you know, some a, a few different things. Uh, shot a little side match. You shot a side match today. Yeah. Or, it was uh, awesome. Whatever. And um, chat about that. Kind of a head-to-head format. Kind of interesting. We didn't talk about that much. I was on the road driving. And I, w- I was going to go to that, but then had some stuff come up, so I was a little late. So I want to hear about that. Talk, uh, talk about a few different things. So we're just going to jump into it here so um i guess news wise nrl you guys all know <coughs> national rifle league started up was it five four five six years ago five six years yeah, ago five years ago uh so started that um you know some issues with prs was this is some thing i don't know it started with a focus on really supporting mass directors and and a little different angle, same matches as we've always shot, though, two-day PRS type of, you know, same same thing we shoot. They're all the same matches, East Coast, West Coast, just under different different format. That ran, <clears throat> really picked up a lot of momentum for quite a while. Last couple of years started to slow down. I think some attention diverted for the NRL Hunter, which is a blast. Um, and... I don't know. I mean, I don't have a, a, a real big opinion on it. I've always wanted one league. <laughs> it's it's hard being out west uh, to be competitive in two leagues. And I always, yeah, I was like, man, if we just could just be, you know, I'd rather it just be PRS or just be NRL, just for the sake of traveling and not trying to hit, you know, get good scores in two different leagues. It's hard enough, and we're still going to have two leagues because we have Hunter and and now PRS. But Hunter's a different. It's not as um, you don't need three scores, just and one you score. don't. You just you get your you get to go to the championship. It's more of a <laughs> it's a little more laid back match match or or championship, I should say. Um, it's not as dependent on your season standing, so it's not as as important to have uh, good points leading up to uh, championship mm-hmm. like PRS is. So, and I think I part know. of it too is when you have when you have two you know professional pro series type leagues. You know what you have is you. Um, you have, we'll call it two thirds of the country that are focused on one league. And so mm-hmm. all of their scores, um, can go to count, uh, towards that one, you know, that one particular league. Well, the other third of the country is shooting both leagues or trying their best to, because they, they want to support both leagues, but because there's also matches in, in their area. You know, a lot and of the so, matches out West had kind of gone to NRL. So that yeah. was, you know. That's just the nature. That's just how it was. So. And so then there was giant attendance at the, you know, like for example, our JC Steel Challenge and and our MDT mm-hmm. match was a you know giant NRL match. We had awesome attendance. Um, mm-hmm. The second year we had you know over two hundred and ten people signing up, mm-hmm. and it was a you know a, a a very heavily attended match. So you have you know, and then you had PRS matches that would struggle to get. 30, 40, 50 people well, in the area. Yeah, for example, same venue, you're running both PRS and NRL matches. Mm-hmm. This is not anything to do with PRS and NRL. It's just the as the culture was, there was more demand. There was more demand for NRL out here. Mm-hmm. You, we would get, I mean, you would get 50, 50 60 people signed up yeah. for a match at the same venue that would also sell 200 for yeah. For the NRL That's side, exactly so right. it just it became what shooters were demanding for a while. So there just was getting to be more and more, um, and and I'm not I don't want to get into uh, I don't no, have any, I don't know any drama. I just there's nothing. There's just it just gone away. NRL hunters big. It's fun. I'm really enjoying it. Travis is is behind it. It just there were some things. Some people were I think were tired of the quote unquote they was you know race gun or whatever and like kind of a derogative term and 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 wanted to try something different it's like man race guns great or whatever heavy big guns are great you learn a lot but light guns are fun too neither one's better than the other it's just a different a different feel but do you have any why do you think the it just do you think it just was do you think NRL Hunter kind of killed NRL or was it just time for there to be one league again or what do you I think it was NRL Hunter I think it was um and, and again I I also I built a rifle for the NRL Hunter um really really enjoy the format 
Mm-hmm. It's definitely an individual format, um, and we can talk a little bit. I mean, uh, yeah. mo- most listeners know exactly what it is, but it's it's different for sure. And I just think that some of the focus within the organization was to expand, um, you know, that facet of the National Rifle League and not necessarily to upkeep, you know, a lot of the Pro Series matches, um, which is unfortunate. And I think there's been a lot of disappointment and a lot of people have expressed their disappointment to say, hey, you know, um, and this goes for a lot of people. This goes for sponsors. This goes for shooters. This goes for mm-hmm. a lot of people. For, you know, for, yeah, match directors, because there was a lot of people that put a lot of effort into, um, you know, getting the, you know, the NRL uh, up and going, uh, maybe because there wasn't the, the amount of PRS support in the area. Um, and they were getting a lot of support from the NRL. And then to kind of, um, I won't say pull the rug out, but, you know, to kind of leave it high and dry is a, is a sour taste for, I know a lot of sponsors for sure. And so, cause sponsors have reached out to me and said, Hey, what's going on? We've been supporting, you know, the NRL for, for five years now. And, you know, we have helped all this happen. We've helped all this grow. We've mm-hmm. helped the shooters. We've supported the shooters in this league. Um, and they've also done the, you know, they've also supported the PRS as well. Mm-hmm. But the PRS is much bigger. Um, it's got, you know, just when you talk about shooting in general, what's the what's the three letters that come up? It's PRS. PRS type shooting, PRS this and that. Yeah, yeah, it's the, it's the so original. Yeah, it was the, it's, it's, it's what we all started with. Yeah, it's the OG, it's original. <laughs> so I think the, the biggest thing is... Um, you know, kind of what we were talking about. It is what it is. And so we just move on and we rock and roll. Um, but like you, I'm also a fan of, of one league. And I yeah. think it's a fan, uh, you know, from the, the competitive shooter side, you have, uh, you only need one NRL hunter score to go to the championship. Yeah. And it all starts over, so it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Well, the PRS is, you know, your best three scores. Mm-hmm. So if you shoot 20 matches you still only take your best three scores and you're probably going to have a really good series. Uh, you're going to have a really good standing throughout the year if you have shot that many matches. Yeah. Well, the same is true is if you haven't shot that many, your opportunities to get points are really limited, especially if you're shooting half and half. And so there was there was a couple years, I think in, what, 17 and 18 and, and 19, mm-hmm. where uh, we were striving um to get, you know, 300s in both leagues. And for a couple years in a row, we we did. Yeah, we did that every year. You know, we had 300. We had perfect scores, 300, 300. And then next year, 300, 300. Mm -hmm. And so we would go into the championship uh, at least tied for first. The problem is, is that with how many matches there are, there's multiple people that have 300. Yeah, there's usually two to four people. Yeah, there was. I think less so now, but it's more competitive. Guys are better. But, yeah, for a while there was – it. It seemed like there was a handful. I mean, the PRS. I think one year there was was there four guys at three hundred one year. Or was it? I know there was me, Matt. Yeah, me, you, you Matt, Brousseau, Preston. Yeah. Maybe was it Preston? Yeah. It, anyway, just all the, it know, was the a lot normal of people. characters back then. I mean, there was it just there was a handful. But yeah, and, and then well, then you know I can't remember Austin when Austin came on heavy and and Clay and those guys too. So I mean, obviously there's a lot of good shooters, and now Morgan is always burning it down. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm 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 I mean, like I said, I'm kind of I'm not excited the NRL is is going away, but I'm excited as a shooter. That's nice. To yeah. just focus on PRS and Inner Hunter. Like, it's a good, I kind of like it. I kind of like, okay, because I wanted to, initially when all this started, I was like, man, can we just have Inner and PRS be together? Like, is there East versus West? Some, you know, you know, uh, American, AFC, NFC. Yeah, like, that's right. Like, you know, can we do this under one umbrella? It works so much better for the shooters and, and, and sponsors and everything. And it was obviously there's a little drama, politics. Um, so I'm, I'm personally excited to just have one league. Um, in regards to just, you know, the big, the race gun, quote unquote stuff, I think it's going to be easier as a shooter for sure. I'm excited too, because you're looking at one calendar. Yeah. You know, you, you literally say, okay, these are the destination matches that I want to hit. I want to hit Hornady PRC. I want to hit, mm-hmm. you know, JC still challenge, whatever the one, you know, the, there, there's a bunch of matches in all areas that are good, yeah. but you can take those matches, you can put those on your calendar and then you can fill in with club and you can fill in yeah. with. 
you know, any other uh, matches that work really out that anything weekend. else yeah. instead of taking two or three calendars, putting them all in front of you and having to try to figure out a schedule for the year. It's well, a and it was butt. getting a little political where, you know, PRS is pushing in on the flagship matches and they want to gain ground too. They're competitive and their business being aggressive. And so right. there'll be a big match, you know, they'll have a big match out West. It's NRL and they want a big match on top of that. So now you got to pick and choose one. Yeah. So that sucked. Yeah, you, you know, you throw a giant, PRS match on top of a weekend is a big NRL match and, you know, just being competitive and trying to, you know, do your thing. And so, that, you know, we're missing matches that we'd like to shoot. There was always a, I can't remember what match I, I would always miss. There was, I had friends up in Alberta, so I'd go up and shoot that Canada match. And I think it was the same, which was a PRS match, I believe. And then it was the same weekend as an NRL match in Colorado, the Quigley's Mile High. I think mm-hmm. it was always that same weekend. And I and I wanted to go hang out with my buddies in Alberta I hunted with because there's one match a year up there, and they're like, come up, come up. It's a, it was a fun spot, good spot to stay, stay with Sean and those guys. And, and then, you know, you try to hit the, that thing, and it's the same weekend as a Mile High match. And so all that will be gone, you know, just putting those matches you know, like that. So there's some, I'm excited about it. Um, now they're not running that, uh, Alberta magic anymore. Well, I got, yeah, there's a, a few reasons. I, I was actually, when I was, I was just up there hunting. I don't know if I've done a, I don't think I've done an episode since my Buffalo hunt. I need to talk about that. So I'm, I got number 18 of the North America 29 down up in February. I was up in, up actually in Saskatchewan. Uh, and I, I got a big bison. We'll talk about that later, but probably on this one, I'm not sure, but I kind of forgot about that. And I, I stayed with a guy that they had asked to maybe, uh, Sean, like, hey, could you maybe run a match? And he's like, man, no, they're doing this other match. And they've actually have a club up there where they're doing a, he's got his two day. And I think he's, they're sold out. I can't remember what he said, 120 guys. Or, Jeez. But it's not affiliated right now. So I'm going to chat with him some more. I need to, I want to get him some sponsor stuff a little bit from maybe a few companies. But, um, but a bunch of shooters up there, and they got some stuff going on. So that's cool. That's not dead. It's just not affiliated right now. So I'm sure it'll come around. But I know um, prior match directors were real busy, a lot of stuff going on. So I think it was a conflict. of There was a range issue. Um, I know there was a range issue. There was a, some dates stacked, and they couldn't move it around. And I don't know all the details. But, yeah, that match is not happening this year for for the Canadians, but they're able to travel down here, which is, no, that's nice. They've been, there's some, there's some guy, I think Josh Botha is, is at this coming to this match um, from Canada and they've been, they've been coming down to a bunch of matches lately. So they're excited. Love it. Love it. Happy, happy for all those guys. So anyway, uh, farewell to the NRL. It was good. They did a, (laughs) it was good. I mean, competition's good, right? So you in business, you, you know, there's not reason, any reason for one business to get better if there's not another business pushing. So I think it, competition pushes people to get better, whether it's competitive shooting or competitive competition in business or anything. And so um, I think the NRL doing what they did uh, forced the PRS to do better. I mean, when well, shoot, when this started, Shannon was going to run the NRL finale at K&M. That's right. And so everybody was sick of it shannon included so shannon had we had on the calendar public calendar that the nrl finale was at k&m the year he got the prs and and it forced the prs to step up and um and do better because the NRL, there was another option out there the nrl otherwise they, they didn't have to but they had to do better to survive That's right you know shannon got it and 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 maybe he does, you know, obviously we does some things that sometimes I don't agree with or don't like, but they've done a good job. Um, uh, his wife and him have done, they push hard, they work hard, they're very organized and, and they're doing well. And so it's, it seems like it's, it's, it's the, the leading, you know, two day kind of that, that format for sure. You know, they won the, won the thing. So I'm excited about it. Um, they won the thing. They won the competition, right? <laughs> they won the competition. NRL PRS, if you want to go that way, and NRL kind of shifted. And and I I love Travis. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is <clears throat> uh, struggling, but uh, I love you know Travis, the whole crew there, and I'm and, and I love NRL Hunter. It is a blast. Uh, just a totally different deal, um, but really applicable to hunting, which I obviously like. So um, I'm excited for NRL Hunter. I'm glad it's it's not that sad the way because it's more of a a pivot kind of where. Okay, we're going to just keep rolling this direction. It's a huge hunting's a huge industry. Um, you know, just trying to get it to be more palatable. It's hard when I mean, we could talk about inner hunter in regards to um, like beginner shooters, and it's supposed to you know potentially be a little more beginner friendly. But man, we were talking about like, hey, if if you have a four hundred yard target, or say a five hundred yard target, pretty generous. Say you have a 
a three MOA target at 500 yards. So it's 15 inch square. That's a giant target compared to what most of us shoot at at these matches anymore. I mean, stuff's getting smaller and faster and everyone's really good. And, and then you take a new guy out to go find on the clock range and shoot a 500 yard target with his whatever hunting gun is still a very tall order. Yeah. And so, you know, trying to figure out how NRL Hunter grows, um, Figuring, uh, we've got some ideas. I haven't been talking about how to get new guys in and and some extra coaching on the clock and stuff for new guys. I think there's some fun ways to do it. I'm not sure how it's gonna how it's gonna happen, um, but there I have are some, always, some ideas. Uh, for me, I've always really seen pretty much the exact same guys at these NRL hunter matches. Now there yeah. there is a few others, but it's a NRL hunter match is a different style of match, but it's still with race guns. You literally go out and you build. You know, what you want that meets the power factor, because there's a lot of people that don't have it. A lot of the competition shooters, they have six mils and six Creedmoor, six Dasher, and then they have like an actual hunting gun. We'll call it a 300 Wind Mag. Well, you don't really want to shoot that 300 Wind Mag 200 times over the weekend or 120, whatever it is for a match. Mm -hmm. So you build something that meets the power requirements. That's going to be a 6.5 Creedmoor. That's going to be a 7mm 08. That's going to be, you know, you know, something like that. And then all of a sudden you have a really, you know, accurate and great rifle that you can take to these matches and you are getting better. The mm -hmm. best hunters in the world that I know are all competition shooters. Um, you being one of them, you know, I mean, it's a, it's really, really hard for a competition shooter to miss an animal at five, 600 yards. It's, it's almost, yeah. I mean, it's, it used to be super common, uh, to miss something like that, but with the, with the technology, with the practice, with, with all the opportunities to get better, it's, it's getting, um, it's more of a gimme. Yeah. It's definitely more of a gimme. Oh yeah, I agree. <clears throat> Although I will put, I push back a little bit on, that they are race guns because when I, the first two I shot last year and then the, the, the finale, I hadn't built a gun. I had a 24 inch six, five PRC, my hunting gun that I had taken I shot moose with and sheep with. It was, I built it for hunting and I took that little 24 inch carbon gun. It was perfect. That weighed eight and a half pounds or whatever, or nine pounds. You put my bipod on there and you skull drug everybody. And I, and went on, I won and I didn't skull drug. I was, a, it was a close race, but well, I, that's I, okay, yeah. and I won the, you know, we, we, I had, we had the tie. I would want light, light beats heavy and then power factor beats the tie. So I, I did, I tied Morgan and then, um, and I won on power factor cause he was shooting like a 140 and I was shooting that 156 faster because I was shooting a P I was shooting a 156 pretty fast and it was too much recoil. It wasn't ideal, but it did work. And so I will say, yeah, you, we are building race guns. I do have, now I do have a, uh, 26 inch carbon six, five Creed that is really fun to shoot. <laughs> and it is a little bit more <clears throat> of a race gun, but it's certainly, I, you know, it's huntable, but I would, I like the PRC for hunting and I did run that in a few matches. And so you can be very competitive with that. And I was talking to Matt, I, was, I actually want to build like a, a seven Psalm or a 300 wisdom or something big. I probably would like to shoot it in heavy class maybe just to help a little bit, but I do want to shoot some, sh some shoots like that. And, and, and the inner, uh, hunter format is kind of fun because You've already qualified for the finale. You're not like scraping for every score like you're at a PRS match. Like, oh, I got to improve my score by, you know, six thousandths of a point to move up a fraction <laughs> from, you know, yep. you know, at the end of the season where you're just like, man, if I could get a this, I can move into first or second or whatever it is. And you're just, you know, <clears throat> these little bits. It's like, hey, I'm qualified. I can screw out of this match and have fun. So you can take whatever you want. It's a weekend's a weekend. So, so we're talking about. I want to take a 300 Norma because I have one. Um, <clears throat> or a th or a, we had a 300 PRC or 300 Norma. So I'll probably end up doing that just for fun. Um, and I don't think it'll be that. The, what was the guy? Um, God, I can space his name down in California. I think he was running a seven. I think it was a seven Psalm with 180 or 195s. I can't Buck? remember. Yeah, Buck. Mm -hmm. Buck Saris, and he was he was running that real competitive, shooting great, and it was a little light gun. Yeah, he got a, third, he got third place. Or yeah, and it, yeah, it was a light gun shooting, you know, pretty fast with those, you know. So, so yes and no on it becoming a race gun. How you know the top guys there are building guns for it, but you can be competitive with a. I believe you. I believe you could be if you're good. 
you could single feed. You wouldn't even have to have a mag fed. You could single feed four rounds because four rounds is a clean and do pretty well at some of these. It's not ideal, but it's doable. So all that to say is you could be, you could not do that in the PRS. That's right. There's no way. And so the hunter has a little more leeway, but it is a, it is hard to bring in a first time guy that's, I mean, it goes way over his head fast. Yeah. Do you think that there is any sort of, uh, you know, turn off with the cost and uh, of entry on some of that. Well, yeah, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, uh, 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 I th- I don't know. Yes, of course, it eliminates some people, but I think so. Even for me personally, like it's been real weird with primers and ammo and bullets, as you guys know. It's hard for me. I used to practice and shoot. I never even considered the, those costs. And now it's like, man, I look on my shelf, it's like, I don't have that many, if I shoot this many primers, like I, I, I start doing this math in my head where it's hard. And, and then you take that to guys that are buying, <clears throat> you know, a few boxes of shells, which used to last them a whole hunting season. And they're like, wait, I got to buy, you know, what would that be? 16 S- boxes for the season? Eight <laughs> boxes of shells for this weekend? Yeah. For one, can you find eight boxes? Two... They're really expensive, so yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's it's not only cost; it's 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 a weird time right now. That's also a benefit for an arrow hunter is you are using less rounds than 200, 250 rounds. The downside is they're a little bigger rounds potentially. I mean, six five Creed is very competitive, so it's not too bad. But um, I mean, I tell people if they're getting into it, build a six five Creed because you can get good six five Creed factory ammo and you can be competitive. Mm, but right. but hunting guns, man, three hundred or you know. Whatever, 120 rounds of 300 PRC, that's not terribly cheap. So, or 300 Norma. Like, <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, you guys know it's, it's a weird, <clears throat> it's a strange time right now. But, um, yeah, I think it's, gosh, if you can get somebody out, I, a new, um, a buddy that was helping me with a, uh, with a house, Ryan, he went out to his first match with Rock Lake and jumped in the squad with Jake and Jake kind of, they shot together and, and I was like, we were talking, and he had shot some bench rest and stuff, and he's very good. He knows, great at reloading, really particular, and, you know, bench rest and hunting guns. He get, really gets them dialed in. I was like, dude, you can, you know how to run all that stuff. You know how to run dope. Like, you understand long range. Um, but I was like, you'll become, I don't know, if twice the shooter or five times the shooter. If you get good at PRS and mm-hmm. be able to move and shoot under stress and pressure, you're such a better shooter That's in right. so many different situations. And so we, he actually went to his first match, did really well, had a blast. And so he's, I think he's hooked, but, but I just think you become, it's such good, good, um, uh, practice to stress yourself and the hunter situation. Even if you get skull drug, I think you learn so much of those matches, but, um, PRS or, you know, or hunter, just get under the clock and get stressed. But you know, anyway, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on, NRL closing farewell. It was yeah, fun. yeah, I mean, farewell. I mean, they did a great job. Like you said, they actually pushed forward um, the sport quite a bit. They they really challenged. Uh, for example, they were putting. You know, when they started, they would put sponsor posts up. Thank you so much to Benchmark Barrels for the yep. you know for supporting the shooters. PRS never did that. And lo and behold, a couple months later, guess what? PRS started to do. Yep. They started to put up these sponsor posts, and so I think it really push the sponsors forward. It pushed the people that were supporting the community forward. And so, you know, that was a great idea. And there's a bunch of stuff that they did on the advertising front, on the supporting the community front that, um, you know, the PRS took notice of and said, okay, I think that that's a great idea. Let's also do that. Um, And it just works out for, for all the sponsors. It works out for the shooters. And the match directors, when, when it all started, they were doing these, they were bringing in a lot of, <clears throat> of they would send, you know, stuff to match directors, NRL, right. uh, uh, prize table stuff. And the, and the PRS has done some of that too. So I think there's good, you can take good things from both and, and, and I think some, yeah, definitely some benefits exactly. came out of it. And the PRS is, 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 is a pretty well oiled machine right now, it seems, um, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, we just need to get AG back, AG cut back to the way it was. <laughs> oh, praise, praise Jesus. <laughs> just send out invites. Let's go. I can't make three three AG matches so this year hard, again. Yeah. It's frustrating. Well, and and part Come of it on. too is that there's um you know the, the first year seemed to have of the AG Cup seemed to have a prestige about it. It seemed to have a very um 
I don't know. I guess it, it was just slightly well, now different. Well, it's just a second PRS finale. Yeah, now it's, it's just, just another, it's just another PRS, series. It's just two PRS finales. I don't know. Anyway, no, we has not on our topic list. I just, <laughs> gosh dang it, I want to go to AG and I'm bummed. Like last year, I couldn't make it and I knew it. This year, I thought I could make it. And I started looking at schedules like, man, I'm gone here and I'm, I've got some hunts real early this year in July and August and September. And there's just all these dates. My brother's getting married and I've got... Just a bunch of stuff, and I'm like, God, this is driving me nuts. So I don't. But, but you're able to shoot a lot of other matches, uh, you know, at other dates. They just happen not to be AG Cup matches. Yeah, yeah. it's not because I shot. I was working in Atlanta, as you guys know. I shot a bunch of matches back to back to back. I, sh- I think I shot five or six good. early. Yeah, you did and, great. Well, I freaking can't win one. I got second and fourth and third and fifth and fourth, and I was like, man, a lot of top fives. But anyway, I got. I'm getting back after it. I'm excited to. I actually start practicing again. I shot a little bit the other day, broke a barrel, and was practicing. I was like, yeah, I need some practice, and it felt good. So <laughs> You know, and part of it, too, is that you have to have your own internal inspiration. You have to have your own internal motivation mm-hmm. to keep progressing in this sport. And that's going to be, you know, I guess a that's a hard lesson for a lot of people to learn because they they kind of burn out or they get tired of it. And so the people that you see that are constantly doing well – there's one thing that they all do, um, whether they tell you they don't or they don't. Um, that's fine. You can you can believe whatever you want. But the people that are at the top are all doing one thing in common. They're shooting. They're shooting a lot. Mm. And, you know, they're serious about their practice. They're mm. serious about shooting. They're out, they're out there yep. at least once or twice a week trying to get better, focusing on something that it, you know, um, f- you know focus is, is really what it takes. So what are you mm-hmm. focusing on? Are you focusing on you know, your low development, you know, whatever it is. I think that's a really common theme over the last eight or nine years is that those are the guys that are really, truly doing well. So if if any of the listeners, hey, if you guys want to get better and you truly want to be at the top, it starts at uh, focusing on getting better. It starts at shooting a lot. It starts at um, taking it seriously and then boom, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it will happen. And we've seen that in our area. We've seen that all over the country. Oh yeah. Uh, for example, um, I did a training with, uh, Chad Heckler, uh, four years ago yeah. and, and, uh, he was a new shooter. He was a club level shooter. Um, mm-hmm. I could tell at that point that he was the best in that particular class. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, it was. It's so awesome to see what just a couple years of hard work and dedication, and now he is. He's doing great. Obviously, he won a match uh, a couple weeks ago. He's put um, on the skull dragon. Yeah, it was AG. so it was awesome for, to see. Him. So awesome. I love it. It's awesome. Um, I, I guess <laughs> I love it for a lot of reasons. One, uh, kudos to him. Two, it takes away. Uh, you know, points for everyone else. So <laughs> y'all got to earn them, baby. Y'all got to earn them. Uh, yeah. You said he won by, I didn't know. I You said, I thought it was high teens or something. Goodness. I thought it was like 17, 18 points. I knew, like, it was a, I knew it was a, I knew it was a gap. I didn't know. I wasn't sure. I, I looked geez. at it and I was like, right on. Good for you. you buddy. Start, when you have to start doing math to see how far ahead someone is, you're like, you knew it was pretty good. Oh, it's it's it. not like they won by one or two. It's like, well, that's like, it's a lot higher. Yeah, <laughs> get your calculator so, out. Really, really enjoy seeing it um, and seeing the hard work. And he'll also tell you that he put some work in, and it's starting to pay off. And that's exactly what um, you know what it will take. But if you don't, if 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 you want to have fun and you want to just uh, enjoy the sport, enjoy the company, then go out to a few matches a year, have fun, enjoy it. Um, but don't have your expectations so high that you think that you're going to be able to get a podium because there's a lot of guys out there that are busting their butt yep. trying to get better. Yep. And more and more people with their gear and the reloading techniques, everyone's you know everyone's rifle is just hammer timing. Yeah. Um, so you have to be able to uh, you know really focus on something whether it's you know doing some some specific training you know whatever it is. There's a lot of different ways to be able to do that, but you gotta, be, you gotta be passionate about it. And that's the thing is, like, it was fun. I was shooting <clears throat> a couple matches earlier this year. I was w- shot with Morgan back to back, and he's fired up, and it's fun to watch. Like, dude, I was like that a couple years ago, and so <laughs> I'm excited, kind of uh, get, getting back and practicing and getting back home now. I've been home for a couple weeks and and kind of get back in a regular routine. So. I remember that, and it was fun being around him. Like, dude, he was—he just eats and breathes it right now. So it's—it's—it's—that's it's, what it takes. You gotta be, 
you got to be um, super focused at the match, uh, hungry. Um, I will say it's been fun. Like <sighs> you take. You take, I don't want to say any shooter at a PRS match, but anybody that shot a few matches and is and, and is kind of has the gist of it down, I think your mid-pack PRS shooter is better than 99 point something percent of, of you know, all the other shooters out there. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Then you take your guys at up, up, like top quarter. I feel like those guys could shoot in just about any other shooting venue there was, they could do well at Ventrest, F class, all these other things. I'm like, I, I love that we're producing such good shooters. Where you take a Ventrest guy and put him in a PRS match, and he's lost. He's in trouble. And you take an F class guy and put him in a PRS match, and he's in big trouble. And and so I love that. And we, I mean, we could go do ELR, and it does. The skills don't reverse. Is what I love. How well rounded it makes you. Um, you know, in these PRS type of formats, which is which is which is fun. To, it's fun to to do that. I was actually talking to him, but I was like, man, we need to all go up, go all shoot an F class match together, just because it would be like zero stress, fun weekend, like it just a good and just go see how. We, I mean, I'm not saying we're gonna go win, but I bet we do pretty good. Yeah, um, it'd be kind of fun. Um, anyway, I don't know. That's with all the extra time we don't have, but. Um, <laughs> hey, that, I heard something on the uh, on the on the face page oh, yeah. that said uh, they were talking about how they think times on matches have gotten too short, and it's more oh, of I a saw someone talking about that. more of a three gun type deal where it's too fast and it takes the precision rifle. What's your take uh, on? I go back and forth on times and what do you think is appropriate for? Uh, for kind of your Dude, they're, they're, typical. When I read that, I can't remember who posted that, but when I I did see that, and I'm like, in, to my mind, instantly goes, it just depends. You cannot have a fat a time because we. I just got done shooting a match in Idaho that Seth put on. Um, oh, what's his last name? Seth Howard. Seth Howard. Seth Howard put on great course fire, and we had two minute stages. I timed out on multiple two minute stages. Everybody did. Um, Crazy movement, targets all over the place, no target markers, natural terrain. You'd have these huge spans of fire, targets and shadows of rocks that on these hillsides, these giant hillsides, it's all rock. You had little tiny targets, you're trying to, you know, get position all your weak side, strong side. I mean, two minutes seem you could have put it at three minute stages and it would have been tight. Um, so it's not a number, it doesn't mean you have I've shot 90 second stages that you could shoot in 40 seconds. And I've shot two-minute stages that you needed three minutes on. So it is not a time thing. I think it's a good match director. Um, a good match director thing. We I've seen those 10-position barricades. If you want to do those, that's fine. But the match director needs to know that can't be a four-inch target at 500 yards. There's precision and there's speed, and you can balance those. And so when people start mixing precision and speed, those are two different things. If you want to, in my opinion... If you want to have some fast stages, which are fun and part of the game, you don't want we don't want five minute stages here and people because okay I'm gonna get we did shoot a match a few years ago at Rock Lake where Doug did was it thirty or three maybe I think it was three and it was really not that I mean guys were you you'd walk up you'd forget to load your mag you'd walk back load your mag on the clock like it was the laziest match you'd set up three tripods. Everything became prone. Like there is a definite line, like where it gets to be not fun, and so it really comes down to quality mass directors. And if a mass director is doing too much precision, fast, crazy stuff, then maybe have a talk with them. I do like a ten position stage with a big target. Like, hey, get on the target. Like, it, say you were trying to represent a. Zombies are running at you as fast as you can, and you got to shoot <laughs> as fast as you can. Then you put up a zombie side, put up a big ipsic, and make people you, go fast. You, you just make people go fast, and you miss on position. Not necessarily that it's a four-inch target, and you just slipped one off the edge, but you didn't have enough time to watch where exactly where you went. Um, to me, it, it's not. There's not a time that works and a time that doesn't. It's match director dependent. I mean, you can stress people with two thirty, and you can stress people. And you can not stress people with 60-second stages. So it really depends. So um, I think it comes down to poor mass directing, personally. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I also 100% agree. I think the, the poor mass directing, 
leads to faster times because they don't necessarily know how to design a course of fire that's challenging. And so instead, they have the exact same courses of fire they had last time, but then they just lower the times. And it's like, make well, the, well, let's make it harder. So we're going to make the yeah. times faster, the target smaller. Well, those things don't always go hand in that's hand. That's exactly right. And so I'm, I'm a fan... And obviously, I've shot a little bit of everything. I've yep. shot some really, really close stuff where, where the they had seventy-five second stages, mm-hmm. and they were all seventy-five second. It's like, okay, you got to rock and roll, and you got to go. And then I've also shot some longer ones where it's two thirty or three minutes. Now, yet now they're all fun because I'm I'm out there, I'm shooting, I'm having a great time. Mm-hmm. But I'm a, I'm if we're going to shoot precision rifle. We, we have to still keep the precision aspect of it. And by keeping precision rifle, the precision aspect, we have to have time to, to figure out where that bullet went on target and then make it better next time. Um, instead of a, a volume fire, like a three-gun type match, where it's just bam, 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 and then see what happens at the very end, um, because that's not a precision match. You're not actually... You know, mm-hmm. try you. You have a giant A zone that you're hitting, and it's mostly unlimited rounds in those t- in those mm-hmm. type of matches. So you can just bang, 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 move, bang, 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 move. Yeah. And so for precision rifle, um, every single shot counts, and it should count. It should be a point for every single shot, instead of multiple. You know, unlimited, blah blah blah, like the three gun is. So for me, um, man, it's it's really important that we. Uh, have very well-designed stages that challenge people, but also give them enough time to make those corrections, give them enough time to be able to assess what's happen- happening downrange. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're, this is still a precision rifle sport. Uh, mm-hmm. That's obviously part of the name. Um, so I do, I also agree. I think it does come down on match directors, and I think they started... Um, they were maybe just, they were running out of things to do because, uh, I remember most all stages in like 2014 and 15, they were all two minutes, mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. And then they went from two minutes to 90 seconds because they were running out of, you know, good match directors to be able to put events on. So then, yeah, or you can run more people through them I and you, you, you save can, 30 seconds off of each person's time. You do that times 10 times a hundred times two days. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. hundred so percent. Some of that. Um, yeah. So I think you're, you're exactly right. I think it, it comes down to it. I, I'm a fan of a, I guess I'm a fan on the pro series on the, on the precision rifle series, pro matches, um, I'm a fan of something that is uh, going to challenge you, a really well-run match that has a great course of fire, and not just a great course of fire because they sped the times up by 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you do that, you will get back to Precision Rifle. Um, people will enjoy it. Maybe the stress might be slightly down. I don't know. You know, That's all, I guess, time yeah, will tell. I think, I think yeah, just uh, good match. I think you don't need... Super fast stages, eight hundred yards. But I mean, like we did. <laughs> I got we when we ran the <clears throat> the JC Steel match, the hor- horizontal junkyard stage. I've had so many people say, "Oh, that's my favorite stage. I Loved love that it. stage. And I love that stage." It was this big line of crap, and I think we said it could be fourteen rounds, knowing that nobody. I think it was fourteen or sixteen. And I was like, "No one's ever going to get there." And I don't think anyone did. I think on some of those, they get to twelve. And um, but that's the point. Is like, hey. It's like you stress the person before they even start because they're like, oh my goodness, well, it wasn't attended to. And if the whole, you know, it's it's just a fun way to do it. And and it, but it was three fifty, four twenty type of thing, or you know, three ninety and four fifty. I can't remember. With sixty six percent target, so very generous. Fair targets, Twelve inches wide. And it was always sporty. I mean, it was we had some windy days out there, but it was always sporty. And you had to first position was left target, right target, and then you just you know one shot at each, and you just worked your way down this thing, and it was like. It was like, hey, the you know, it, it just was that. So, but that was a fast stage. That's an example of us like to get through. If you could get through fourteen, I don't know that you could. Um, I think we did some testing when we set it up. I was like, man, I don't think I don't think anyone ever did. Um, or it was, or you shot really, really reckless doing it. You could never watch a sh- bullet. You could maybe watch your first one land, and then you never could watch another one. You just shoot and go. And um, 
you know, so that was, it was fun though. People loved it. Um, but that wasn't the whole match. I think if somebody wants to throw in some fast stages and, and do that a few times a match, that's great. Mm -hmm. Like by all means, keep doing that. But when it's 20 stages of 90 seconds and you're shooting out of your mind to finish every single one, is it, it be, that becomes a different, that becomes a different sport, a stage or two or three or four in a match, you know, that's fine. Um, in my opinion, uh, but when it's every stage, yeah, it starts to become a little different thing. And I like fast stages. I mean, when well, I you're good lot, at them. I like the fast ones. I shot, I, I'd get a lot of points on those. So that's coming from me. It still thinks it's, you got to be able to watch What do you think a good shots. time is? You think it's a minute 45 instead of 90? I don't think or? there is. Like I said before, I just think it depends on the stage. Like Seth stressed us big time with two. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of timing out. Yep. Um, we did went 145s. I thought they were they went really well. Um, but again, we were just kind of designing stages around 145. It keeps the match flow. It gives you a little bit more room to do some creative things over a 90. 90 gets pretty cut and dry after. I mean, I shot a lot out east this this beginning of the year, and it was all a lot of the same. Same stuff. Two shots near to far, five target troop lines, and then you know one target, five positions. Uh, Two shots each. Over and over, type of, you know, it's it's not bad. It just but it becomes real, just what you do. And with you know one forty five or two minutes, you can definitely do more. Like Seth had us. I wish I had the matchbook here. He had us bouncing all over, and like we'd shoot. Say we shot. Um, gosh, there was I can't remember. It was like five rocks, but they're rocks the size of trucks, and they're over forty yards. And there was I can't remember how many different targets. Never shot one target. It was like you'd shoot target one and target two from this rock and target two and target three from the next rock and target three and target four from the next rock and target four and target five. And then the next rock, you tar shoot target five and target one. And so I you're constantly dialing and paying attention and finding and searching targets and moving positions and remembering and when. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying every match should be like that, but he stressed us with two minutes. And so again, I don't think there's a, I like the one forty fives. I thought we did pretty good where, I talked to a couple of guys after that match and they're like, man, it seemed like it was, I, I actually, I called, I talked to Nick Gardazzi and he's like, it seemed really, he goes, I had to hustle, but I didn't have to shoot reckless. He goes, most of the stages seemed, I was, seemed like I got done right at time. Um, but I was trying to go a little faster than normal. I was like, and now is that could. a minute 45? That was a minute 45 the last time we had to do it at Rock Lake. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, all right, that's good. He's a great shooter. Um, um, uh, he won. I think he won that, right? Yeah. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure know. I'm pretty sure he won anyway. And he shot but he said he had to hustle a little bit. And that's what I want. I don't want people sitting around and you know, having tons of time. I want a little bit of time stress because that's part of the game. But I don't want to have to shoot reckless mm -hmm. on every stage. Maybe a couple. Yeah. A couple of fun little reckless yeah. stages. Yeah. I mean they that's are fun. A, they are fun. Like that that junkyard, I remember, you know, when we were setting that up, and it's like, this is a really fun, a stage, fun stage that I would love to shoot. Yep. Big target, you know so I mean? you don't have to get real crazy, but you you got to stink and move. Yeah, you got to move. So no, that, that's awesome. And, and I think with, I think you're exactly right. It depends where you're at in the country. Mm -hmm. It depends, um, you know, what you want to do for that match. Uh, and, you know, for for some of the stuff out west or maybe Oklahoma or Texas that's got some different, um, undulations in the in the earth, and it's got some, you know, some some wide open spaces. Um, it's also hard to pick up targets, and yeah. so when you're down a pretty little lane, and yeah. it's the there's first berm, five berms in a row. Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay, and there's a big old five by it, and you're shooting the 500 yard. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. Yep. Um, your your target, it's just it sticks out like a sore thumb. Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily happen in a field type match. You know, you can mm -hmm. go to the heat stroke open, for example, uh, you know, which is an Oklahoma match, and you got to really landmark your targets uh, off a lot of different different kinds of props. If you don't, you'll spend five seconds more looking for a target. Yeah, and that's if how Cameo is. That's exactly. how the Idaho match. There's, there yep. are some venues where you burn a lot of time looking for targets, especially when, you know, if you're out east and you come out, you're, you know, you're not used to that. It definitely is a different... Um, it's a, it's a different skill set and a time burner. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, like you said, two, three, four seconds extra looking times five. How did the East Coast, and I've actually had this question, we had this question on Instagram. How do the East Coast guys that are used to shooting down lanes practice for, uh, mm -hmm. big 
cameo type matches. Um, and you know, we got this on a comment or or something. Hey, can you talk about that? We obviously live in the environment, so we shoot it a lot. Uh, but there's a lot of guys that want to come over and travel and do some of these matches because they're something different than what they're used mm-hmm. to. And there's a lot of guys that are intimidated because they feel like they are kind of behind the curve and they know that they come out and there's guys like Morgan and mm-hmm. Paul and, mm-hmm. you know, little Jake Millard that shoot a lot of it and are going to, uh, be a very stiff competition for them. So what's, what do you think the way, you know, the best way to practice that is if, if you live in an environment where it's a lot of rows of trees and, and yeah, stuff? Yeah, I think a lot, um, a lot of it is mental discipline. I think generally as you get to become an upper level shooter, you're able to point your, look at a spot and point your gun and be pretty close. I think most of you guys, um, maybe you got to turn your scope down to 17, but generally if you... Look at a KYL rack at 500 yards with your naked eye, set up behind a barricade, and you throw your gun on your bag, and you look through your gun. You should be looking at that thing. It's just you do that without thinking at a square range because you don't have to. It's in front of you, and you cannot miss it. And so what's been more apparent to me, uh, it has shown me through the NRL hunter side um, that I did not see through the PRS side. In the PRS side... I would always be really good about making my, my visual, my naked eye landmarks. Naked eye landmarks are huge. So if there is a, a whole hillside, it's all the way you can see, the whole hillside you're looking at is all this rock, broken rock, which is what a lot of Idaho was. Like for, you know, 900 yards, a row of 900 yards, top to bottom of the hill is just this rocky hill. It all looks the same. There's no trees, there's no grass, there's no nothing. It's just rocks. And there's gray targets in the middle of that. And Cameo <laughs> has some of this too, where you cannot see these targets naked eye. So you have to find something, whether it's there's a notch in the skyline and straight down in the middle of the mountain, my target is un- my second target is under that notch, or there's a tree in the flat in the bottom and a quarter of the way up the hillside from that tree is my target one. You have to have those naked eye landmarks or people get on a barricade and they search and they search and they search you guys coming out from the East or guys here that struggle with it generally have the ability. If you don't have the ability to look at something and put your gun up and, and see it in your scope, then that's something you can practice at home is just target acquisition. Just look at whatever, just go do that over and over till you bring it up. Just like you're bringing up a shotgun. You look at a clay pigeon, you bring your gun up and it's aiming at the bird. That's kind of the same principle. Um, the, um, with inner hunter, I found myself getting in trouble. I had gotten really good at the PRS of making those visual landmarks. However, if they're very difficult or whatever, I always have these visual landmarks with hunter time would start. I would run up, I'd throw up my binos and I start scanning, scanning, scanning. There it is. I'd range it, get my dope onto the next target there, 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 there. And I'm hurrying and I realized I wasn't taking my binos down. So there was a bunch of times where I'd get all my dope down, target one, target two, target three. And I'm finding them all in the binos put my binos away, jump on the gun. I'm like, shoot, where was target one? I never looked at naked eye. I looked at it with my, just with my 10 power binos. So I pull my binos down and everything's, well, there's rocks everywhere, but where? And it was real apparent in the, in the California match. Yep. And so anyway, I think it, I, to me, it's a, it's a mental, uh, mental discipline of forcing yourself to make visual naked eye references. So focus on that Hornady PRC match. You guys coming out for that cameo matches, um, visual references with your naked eye you know where you're going it's real simple it's easy to forget it's easier to do in the prs matches because you can rehearse it before your stage than it is on the inner hunter where you can't you got to walk up there find it with your scope your binos then look down make sure you know where it's at and go to the next target so the nrl hunter really has stressed to me um that importance again recently because Mm -hmm. it's it's easy to to forget. Anyway, that was a long-winded answer, but well, it was really long-winded. Um, yeah, how about that? I saw you dozing off over there a little bit, so yeah, I'm falling like, asleep. Man, no. That's too much. So no, I think um, naked eye references. So uh, one of one of my uh, recommendations, uh, and I've gotten a lot better at this just because I've practiced it and I've shot and I've asked a lot of questions to the mm-hmm. guys that I know that are good. Um, is I'll I'll sit down and even if you're on a, a square range, you can do this. And so you can grab your bag, you can put it on, uh, you know, the barricade. And then what you're going to do is you're going to look at a target. 
And then all you're going to do is you're going to put your gun down and point your gun at that target. Mm -hmm. And then without touching your gun again, you get behind your gun and you make sure that the, uh, that the target is in that, in, in your field of view, in your rifle scope. Mm -hmm. And if it's not, that's okay. Stand up, start over, put your bag on there, put your gun down, point at the target, and then get down behind it. And so what you can do is you can do this from a log uh, in the middle of the Hornady PRC match or a rock or whatever, because now you're looking at it with your naked eye, just like what you said. Mm -hmm. And then you're practicing um, throwing your gun onto that bag or whatever you're doing, and you're, point, you're automatically pointing to that target. So for the most part, when I look um, through my scope, when I'm on a stage, no matter where I'm at in the country, um, if I put my gun down, I can put my gun down in a way that when I get behind it, the target is somewhere in my field of view already. And so now I'm, I'm kind of killing two birds, one stone because it's, it's already right there. And I'm never, you very rarely do you, do you have the head bob at that point, the famous, you mm -hmm. know, r run the rear of the gun all over the place. Uh, panicking, trying to find a target. Yeah. Hand goes up, throw a lever, <laughs> goes to five power. Look around frantically, zoom back in. And we've all we've all seen that. And that what that does is that obviously that, in my opinion, that increases the stress level of that stage mm -hmm. unnecessarily. You just don't need that stress level on the stage. All this should be completely relaxed. Mm -hmm. It should be very very. Um, smooth, and then you go to the next target. Relax, smooth. And because you've practiced that, you, you start to get it. So even if you're on that square range, practice. Pick out a leaf on a tree, mm -hmm. and uh, you know maybe you're a little bit to the left, and you're eyeballing that leaf on the tree. You put your bag down. You put your gun down. Now get in your scope. Do you see that leaf? Well, no, I don't. Okay, let's practice it again. Which way do I need to move? And there's patterns as well. Some people, they say, well, they always are a little bit to the right of the target. Or they're always a little bit to the left of the target. So practice it and know that you're like that and practice it until you cannot get it wrong. And it's always on, you know, you know, it's always in that field of view. I think it's a really, really great uh, tool to have no matter where you're shooting. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, uh, out west is super, super important. But you just don't lose targets, you know, when you're looking down a lane and there's one target on the left-hand side of the lane. It's really hard to miss that particular target. You're just looking le left-hand yeah, side. Yeah, I down. mean, I do. I will say you get some some of those uh, uh, ranges out east stack a lot of targets oh, in the lane. True. And that's so true. It is it is an equally important skill that when you look at the target you're going to shoot at, that your gun goes up on that. Because I've seen... I've seen a lot of guys look at the target, throw the gun up, and shoot the target behind it or in front of it. So it does. It does. It's <laughs> a true. it's a different element out east for sure. Very but true. it is a very. It's still it's still applicable in a different way. You, it's, the targets aren't hidden. You don't necessarily need the natural natural landmarks, but you do need to you know, obviously confirm your Love idea. It. And you guys know that. But anyway, it's a be aware of <laughs> be aware of that because that happens at every match all the time. Yep. Wrong targets get shot. So um, anyway. I don't know what else. Uh, I kind of wanted to talk to you about your. I want to talk about the NRL Championship yep. a little bit. Let's hit on that. We're pushing an hour, so let's, yeah. So let's uh, go NRL Championship. I was I raced to that Idaho match. I kept bringing up the Seth Howard did. I drove just drove all night. Got to this match in Idaho. I got bought a spot last minute and just to get my third score. And I was going to go. And then my uh, my father in law passed away, and the funeral ended up getting scheduled the weekend of the championship. So. Um, family duties trump shooting duties and so i was i stayed home that last week i really wanted to go kind of a kind of a last raw and hang out with it was i think it was you know a little smaller match pretty late i think it i, I want to ask you i guess it was yeah. kind of a fun good environment laid back I don't it was it was a um so robert quigley uh we've actually shot a lot of his matches um mm -hmm. over the years at the mile high uh, or high country match there in Colorado, Craig, Colorado. Yep. Uh, he always puts on, um, in my opinion, fun, challenging matches where you shoot a lot. I there's there's nothing more that I like than going to a match and knowing that you're going to be able to shoot 
240, 250 yeah, rounds. It's just like, Heat man. Heat stroke style back in the we, day. Yeah, yeah. We, we actually, we get to shoot this weekend. But yeah, then, it wasn't 172 rounds yeah. or something, 186 And or so then you're you're actually able to shoot. Um, and if, it, if you, which everyone does, everyone has a stage where they, you know, poop the bed. Everyone does stuff like that. And guess what? When you have a, when it all averages out over the course of a weekend, when you have a lot of rounds down range, 250 rounds, it's like, okay, we're still in the grind. Let's do it. But if you poop the bed on a hundred round stage or a hundred round match, it's like, okay, there, there, there it is. 10% of my rounds. That's 10% of it. And so it definitely, um, so this match, uh, I was looking forward to it. It ended up being like 160 or advertised at something like that. And so I was a little disappointed in that. Um, and Jeez. I, I don't know why, uh, because I think a championship should, should all, go the other way. It should go the other way. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I've been pushing for three day PRS finale for a while. Gosh, I talked to so much like, Come on, we need a three day. <laughs> it would be awesome. It would be a true, be yeah. it, it would be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. and add your score up and you truly figure out who the best shooter is that, that weekend. Um, yeah. it's really easy, uh, I was hearing, uh, I think Morgan was saying this weekend, he says anyone can win a one-day match. Yep. And I guess that is kind of true because we've seen a lot of one-day match winners. But if you go to a three-day match... Well, two days get a lot smaller, and I imagine right. three days would get even three smaller. Three days would I mean, get even smaller. And four days... The longer you stretch it out, truly the best shooter would win. There That's is, right. It, you continue to eliminate... Uh, you know, someone gets bent on a long-range stage. Maybe the best shooter gets a just gets wrecked on a bad wind switch and, and a few things happen. And so the best shooter that weekend, the longer you stretch it out, I think it becomes more and more evident for the most I mean, it could be some exceptions, but on average, averages, right. averages. That's right. Yeah. That's why so we don't shoot gonna... one-shot groups or two-shot groups to do low development. You got to, the more, you shoot a little tiny 20-round group is pretty good. Yeah. If you so, shoot a tiny one-round group like I do, it's like, oh, look at that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> old, oh, that's too close for God. Yeah, like you rounder. do a little two gra- two round low development, <laughs> one round. Yeah, seems good. Let's yeah, go. Let's, let's rock and roll. <laughs> so anyway, um, match was at Cameo. They had a match there a couple weeks ago. Uh, I went into um, I went into the the, the championship uh, in first place. Uh, Morgan King was right behind me, and Josh Clough had some really good matches, and he was behind Morgan. Um, oh, Clough and. Uh, yeah, it was great to see Clough. I miss he, was, him. Yeah. he was texting me. I was like, I, I was going to try to go. I was like, I can't make it. It was such yeah. a fun, like, fun it. time hanging out. We were riding those Rambo bikes, those electric Rambo oh, yeah. two-wheel drive bikes. Man, oh, they're no, a lot of fun. They're fast. They're super fast. They're they got powerful. Yeah. fat tires on them. Yep. And, and yep. Uh, anyway, back to shooting. So, uh, yeah, you know, we get there, and on Friday, it's blown like 45 miles an hour Ooh. wind. I mean, it is sporty. Dust, you got a hard time standing up. You're walking from your car to the zero range, and dust is in your eyes, and you're closing your eyes when you're walking. It, it was, for one, it was dry Jeez. up there. It's dry up there, And yeah. it, it usually is dry in Grand Junction at, at Cameo. And so super, super dusty. Um, I guess later it, it calmed down. I was talking with Paul and, and uh, Morgan. They're like, yeah, about 4 o'clock at it settled down to about two, three miles an hour of wind for oh. about for about a half an hour. He said, we just zeroed then. I was like, man, that was lucky. Whoa. So, you know, for me, being so much wind, I think I measured it at 32 or 33 miles an hour. And then you have to make sure that your zero is, because it's going to be a tenth and a half high yeah. and a couple tenths to the left. Yeah. If you have that kind of wind, you can't yeah. you can't just get the perfect little zero yeah. yep. because then you're you're way off at you know um, way off. <laughs> when there you know when there's no wind. So that was challenging for sure. Um, but man, it, it it was fun. I was uh, there was some really good courses of fire, and then I thought there was some pretty easy courses of fire. So for a championship, man, it really should be a challenge. It should be a grind, in my opinion, Yeah. Um, every stage. And I think the first day, uh, Morgan cleaned six stages, and I cleaned six stages. Um, and so Jeez. on a... Out on a ten? Uh, uh, on the first day, we shot nine. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so then it, it, it happened to be that Morgan only dropped a couple 
on the other stages, I dropped a lot on the other stages. So, <laughs> but you know, just so just, were they just to easy, show easy, you. easy, and really, really hard. Uh, yeah, and that and that's kind of exactly what it was. Where it was, um, so obviously I'm in the first group. Uh, so there's the 10 shooters that are ranked number one through 10, mm-hmm. uh, those, so they should all be really, really great shooters and the, and they were, they are, uh, we had stages where most all of us got nines or tens, you know, like eight of us got a 10 and the other two people just happened to miss one. They got Drop a nine. One, yeah. So those kind of stages, and actually someone came to me, one of the guys and said, uh, Jake, this is what you would call a throwaway stage, right? I said, absolutely. <laughs> because we all went up there and cleaned it. Yep. And so what's the purpose yeah, of that pointless. stage? You know, what, that sucks. why are we doing stages like that at a championship? For a club level, great. Have, you know, hit lots of targets, have some fun. But every stage at a championship or every stage at a pro series match should be, tough. should be tough. It should be a challenge. It's not a pro series match or a championship match for nothing. This should be, this should be a barn. I mean, this should be a ball buster. Mm-hmm. This should be challenging and not necessarily like we just talked about, not necessarily on time, you know, don't make it 35 seconds and okay. That, that doesn't make stuff tough. That makes stuff unreasonable. Mm-hmm. You know, we want a we want a very reasonable, challenging stage. That's that's what makes a good stage. And so when you match directors are out there and you're designing the stage, make it challenging and make it reasonable. But really it should be you would have to shoot exceptionally well to get a ten out of ten. You know, you want to shoot very good to get a nine out of ten. That's still ninety percent. You know, look mm-hmm. at baseball when you yeah. you hit three fifty or four hundred and you're the best hitter in the world and you're only doing it four out of ten times. So I think it's definitely something that could be worked on as far as... Um, it's a little weird hearing this because Robert's match, I've always had pretty fun. And they seem, looking back, I feel like there was a... Seemed like there was most consistently pretty challenging. It exactly. didn't seem like a lot of gimmies in the matches I've shot with That's him. exactly what I was thinking. It could be because it was a new venue for him. Yeah. And, and so, not a lot of time there. And you not a lot of time to, distance, to figure it out. And so... Um, that was definitely one of it, and uh, but there was some courses that were great, like really, really great courses of fire. Um, but also keep in mind that he hasn't run a match in a couple years, yeah. and so guess yeah. what? We as a community have gotten a lot better in a couple years time frame. We That's just true. have. That's true. And so not only have we gotten better, our equipment's gotten better. Uh, the use of different pieces of equipment has gotten better, and. Lights on your level, you know, just all sorts well, of information's stuff. out there. I mean, uh, just I'm not saying well, podcasts, but just forums and information is available. It's like, hey, pretty easy go to good run, build a dash, it's pretty easy. That's VR, right. All these guns, you know, guys are you know, six five creeds, six creeds, GTs. There's there's other options, but it's all just it's no one's running 3200 anywhere. It's just it's just steady, slow consistent stuff mm-hmm. and that information's out there's there's great brass i mean it used to just be lapua now you got you know alpha's making some killer stuff bullets are advancing it was always you know 105 hybrids forever and you know some that's right now it's you got you got a tips you got 109 higher bcs you got all these great, different great bullets. you got i think the rdf's got a new you know the 115 they got all these heavy high bc there's so many Oh, there's so much cool stuff out there. And I think, too, um, what I've always noticed about uh, Quigley and Caleb, they, they both ran the match. Man, they busted their butts. They worked hard. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make sure the shooters were happy. Uh, that's the stuff that, that we as shooters appreciate. And they go above and beyond. We were in the first squad. We were looking like... How in the world did they get those targets there? <laughs> that is incredible. Just hiking up there. Just hiking up there. Well, and I watched Quigs about kill himself at the first match in Craig. He, he's the hardest working match director I know. He ran out there and literally uh, got heat stroke, and the medic was there, and he was about they had yeah he he was in a bad way. He di- he he died. Yeah, they brought him back. He was dead. Yeah, they brought him yeah. back. <laughs> to shock him, they just took him out of the shade so the sun could hit him, and it shocked him back to life. Yeah, it was just... Goodness. Yeah, so he he absolutely busts his butt on these matches. Props to him for for putting on a really well-run match. It flowed really good, um, and 
And uh, I just, I really enjoy shooting these matches. Um, and, and I think if, if it was for a championship match, you know, just my own personal opinion, it should have been a little bit tougher and a little bit um, more consistent, consistent, more consistently across the stage. Yeah, so that's right. You know, the amount of stages consistently challenging. And that's how scores can get skewed, too. You have you have a bunch of easy ones, and then you throw in a, a ball buster where you, maybe, maybe you get a 9 or 10 when the wind holds, or maybe you get a 2. Not yep. necessarily based on shooter skill, but more on conditions when you shoot it or something. So, yep. Um, anyway. And, and, and just like you say, the law of averages, if they were all hard, then, okay, let's rock and roll. But when you, when you run through that... Um, now there was, um, I, I actually had a pretty good comeback and I shot really good on day two, um, which, you know, felt good. I'm shooting a new, a brand new to me cartridge six, five Creedmoor. And I was shooting the 153 a tips. And so it was very, very different. You know, the recoil pulse for me was very different. So that's something I had to get used to. I've shot, I've shot small sixes for a long time, whether it's six XC or six BRX or six Dasher. Um, I mean, and BRX so, and Dasher for the last three years. Long a Dasher like, for the last three years, and then yeah, BRX, BRX for, for the that, yeah, a year or two years for that. So it's been it's been years of just pretty. It's been years of light shooting, guns. very light shooting guns that were just you know automatically super accurate. Um, and there's there's a learning curve with all these cartridges. For example, when I first started to shoot. The Dasher, there was a little bit of feeding learning curve. What do I need to do to my magazines? What do I need to do to, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of stuff? It shot great. They always shoot great, or they typically always shoot, you know, really easy. Um, mm-hmm. And so there, there is that learning curve. And so this particular learning curve, I can go back to using regular magazines, no spacers. Take the HRD kits out. Take take all my HRD kits out of out of my AW mags, and then you're you're rocking and rolling with that. Um, everything, you know, uh, you know, was good. I had a little bit of feeding problems. I need to bend some lips. That's kind of what Morgan and some of these guys that were shooting these full cases says, Oh, here, just do this, do this. I was like, okay, I didn't know that. Obviously (laughs) I've been in the dark on this for, you know, for a few years because I've been shooting something else. So there's definitely a, a cool learning curve and I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, that's cool. I think we'll talk about six, five Creed a little bit more, some stuff we got going on. Um, uh, relatively quickly, but we're over an hour now. Um, was there anything else you want to hit on that or you want to just, you know, thanks, I guess for the NRL for, for, you know, the, uh, the multiple years of some really great matches. Uh, I mean, we shot a lot of NRL matches. A lot of fun. And they really went over the top to do, you know, events and poker and, 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 and and more community stuff, a little more focus on community. It's, it's hard to make happen. Everyone's going different directions and hotels and it's always, you know, doing that, but they always put effort in. Um, they did a great job. It is rolling over to Hunter, so it isn't. It's not like a real sad thing. The NRL. We're is, still playing poker, baby. Come on going, out. Yeah, it's, it's going away. You know, because we got we got the NRL Hunter. They're just they're just pivoting. I like I said before, I'm excited for just one. You know, one league in regards to the other the other the other side of just the the heavier guns. But um, yeah, big thanks. I know a lot of effort went into it. Um, put a lot of miles on the rigs and. Um, and, and 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 good things like I said the competition helped both sides and and I'm excited there's, there's not now there's one side and we'll just do the separate the sports and it's it's cool we'll have the hunter and we'll have the race gun stuff and I'm excited about it so right. um I think all good stuff um but yeah anyway we'll we'll get back to you soon uh I want to talk six five Creed I'm shooting it too um, been breaking barrels in uh, we've got uh, true velocity updates which I'm super excited about. I'm going to start talking about that a lot more. Um, got some, definitely some news coming up with that quick. So um, people were asking me about that. That's been on the back burner for a little bit, but it's moving forward. So um, some True Velocity, Creedmoor ammo, some Creedmoor guns, been breaking in barrels, getting ready. And uh, we got... I've been game testing, time, baby. Testing new MDT chassis. We'll talk about that. Um, just you know, new stuff coming out, getting ready for this year and practicing. I'm home. I'm very excited about that. So, um, yeah, lots of hunt stuff coming up, too. I'll talk about that bison anyway, but we'll cut it off for now. And uh, thank you very much, guys. We appreciate you. Doodles.